are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Uh, Ulysses, as of this recording, the lockout is still ongoing as far as I know. And I think it's going to be that way for the next little bit here. A lot of posturing, a yeah. lot of uh, chest pumping, a lot of mm-hmm. I'm right, you're wrong. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be that way until probably like January, I think, mm-hmm. mid-January. Although I think we got a, an email there by, by Chase Ross, who yeah. says he thinks the... Uh, Lockout date will finish around February. We might have to do an over-under on that. There's a lot of negotiating through the media and through the public space and sphere as of right now. I did see a poll, actually. We're not having lockout talk today necessarily, but uh, that roughly 90% of fans are in support of the players compared to the owners. And I think that's – I mean, that's fair to assume and think because, I mean – how do you feel sorry? How do you side with a billionaire compared to millions, millionaires? Like if, if you if, if you have to side with one, I'm, you're, you're siding with the the guys who are more like us, probably. If you're, if 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 what makes you decide uh, a side uh, is the money aspect, mm-hmm. then I mean, why would you choose the billionaire? Right. And and by the way, those owners are all billionaires. Yes. All players are, are not millionaires. Yeah. Randy Rosarena is not a millionaire. Yeah. We all are aware of that. A, right? lot, like, a lot of them aren't millionaires. A lot of them are not millionaires. A lot of them go with Austin Meadows mm-hmm. is not a millionaire. Heck, a lot of the guys that get shuffled back and forth aren't even making league minimum. Lewis Head yeah. is not a millionaire. Yeah. Actually, some of us that are listening have acquired more net worth than Lewis Head might have. Yeah. That's so, very possible. You know, let's let's have that perspective. Yeah. But enough lockout talk. Yeah, lockout talk is is over for now. Yes. Uh, we do have some updates with the Tampa Bay Rays. Something that we didn't really have time to get into last week, but uh, we wanted to address. Uh, the Rays did ten, uh, tender contracts to uh, 13 of their arbitration eligible players. They also avoided arbitration with G-Man Choi and locked him up to a $3.2 million deal for next season. We'll get to the Choi stuff, the Choi dilemma later on, but uh, Ulysses with the Rays tendering contracts to Nick Anderson, Jalen Beeks, Yanni Chirinos, Yandy Diaz, Tyler Glass now, Andrew Kittredge, Manny Margot, Austin Meadows, Francisco Mejia, Brett Phillips, Jeffrey Springs, Matt Whistler, and Ryan Yarbrough. Were you surprised by this move, or did you think one or more guys were going to get non-tendered last week? I think last week when we had our tender deadline looms episode, mm-hmm. we mentioned either one or two. Okay. So having them all accept, you know, I don't think it was a big surprise or a big shock to, to anybody really, but um, I think it's great. I mean, look, 
these guys now have peace of mind. There wasn't any really big news. I guess the the biggest news we'll get to, obviously, Troy, right. like you said. Um, but the second biggest news might have been Glass now, you know, yeah. uh, get, 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 getting that. So then now you have them locked up with that, uh, that 2022. We'll see if that, you know, changes to a trade deal after the lockout and so forth. But uh, no, I don't really think there was anything shocking about, you know, tendering contracts to, to all of those guys. My follow-up question. These 13 players, these 13 players, will they all be within the organization come opening day? Or do the Rays find a way to part with one or more of them via trade or other measure? I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them got okay. traded. I mean, obviously, like I just said, Glass now could be one of is those guys. Is he the most likely? Or is it somebody else? Well, I, I would... I would take out anybody that was in the 60 uh, day IL. So the, okay. the Nick Anderson's, the Jalen Beeks, the, the Colin Poche, the Yanni Chirinos, they're not going to get traded. Right. right. Um, a Manny Margot. I could see that. A Tyler glass. Now I could see that. Mm, that's about it though. Okay. But again, I'm on the camp. I'm on, I'm on the side that KK and glass now will be on the team. I know, I know we, we differ on, on, on that take, but I really don't, see why you would trade glass now i really don't and i've said that if glass now is on the team then kk is off the team so that might have to be one of our early prop bets. honestly that would fit the the prop bet parameter yeah. but again it's just i i keep sounding like like a broken record here but i'll say it again i do think this wander franco extension basically told us that this franchise is going to be spending a little bit more money they tendered everybody, even the, the folks that we said that they might not be. So I don't buy into the, well, KK has to go if Glass now stays. I, I really do think they're going to spend a little bit more money. And that little bit more money might mean putting five mil, six yeah. mil into a guy that you're not going to see pitch for 2022. Well, I think it's more about maybe the interest that Kevin Kiermeyer drums up. I mean, there have been so many rumors of, oh, is he going to the Phillies? Is he, is he going somewhere else? And right. just the glut of outfielders that at some point you've got to make room for Josh Lowe and maybe give some opportunities to Manny Marco and Brett Phillips and whatever it may be. So I don't know if it's just necessarily a money thing. I think that certainly helps with, yeah. okay, we don't have to pay this guy $12, 13000000 million, whatever it is, but also some roster clearing space, if you will. What I'm interested in, curious with these tender contracts, um, you didn't mention Ryan Yarbrough as a guy who could be on the out. So are you under the impression and assumption that Ryan Yarbrough will be on the Rays opening day roster, assuming health? You know, talking to somebody who we're going to have on, on the pod yes. uh, this week, who you guys are going to just love. Mm -hmm. It was a very long conversation and we're going to split it up in different segments. It, it, you guys are going to love this yeah. special guest. Um, I went back on the numbers with Yarbrough. Right. You, you can't just let go of a guy who has been durable. Agree. I mean, I, I, you can't, especially in a team that still has those four rookies, the Shanes, the Drew, and the Luis. Mm -hmm. Are you really going to let go of a guy who can give you 130, 150 innings? 
like yeah. year in, year out, year in, year out. We were talking about Mad Garza the other day. Okay, mm-hmm. so nobody's throwing 198, 180, 200 anymore. Right. But that has translated to 130, 140, 150 nowadays. Yeah. So you're just going to just let that guy go? I don't think so. So when when we're talking about probables, could he be traded? Yes, yeah. I think so. But again, I wouldn't be shocked if they remained a guy who can throw 140 right. innings. And by the way, Going back to that KK situation with the Phillies, I would love I, I, that. I think, you know, seeing him with Girardi and the Yankee pass, I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, I, I think KK would be a great piece as the trade deadline approaches rather than as the season yeah. begins. I think he his value would up a little bit once there's some defensive need in some guy gets hurt guy gets hurt you want a guy who can protect you i think kk would be a piece then not now uh it's it's interesting about yarborough because we've quite frankly crapped on yarborough many times on this podcast and sometimes deservedly so in 2021 we may have done that but in 2019 and 2020 this pod was very pro yarbs because he was doing his job 2021 the results weren't yeah let me just say that recently yes over the course of the 2021 season we've been critical of him and to your point ulysses i think that i mean the trade value isn't really there for yarbrough after a career worst season but what he brings in the sense of the durability and you can basically bank on that he'll give you at least 140 145 maybe 150 innings in fact if he was more effective as a pitcher he very well could have thrown more innings yeah. if need be and i think it's one of those things where because he is such a sure thing of you know you're going to get durability out of him and he's i mean looking at he, He's not going to go down with some arm or elbow issues. There's a lot of question marks. A lot of guys are, well, can this guy really throw 120, 130? In? What, what can we expect from Duras Muscle next year? What exactly. can we expect from Luis Patino? Yanni Torinos isn't coming back till the second half of the year. How good is he or how effective is he going to be? Tommy Romero, as great as he's been in the minor leagues, is he going to necessarily light the world on fire in the majors or be more effective than Ryan Yarbrough? Uh, you're, you're, a lot you of question marks. You, you, you That's a lot of question marks. You don't get a couple months of glass now to, to give you 80, 90 innings. He's missing all year next year. I mean, the, the, most likely he's missing all of next year. Next year. I would tell you, I think he would be a nice piece to have as a backup, as a need, because he has options. Yeah. Ryan Yarbrough has options. I'm just looking this up on Fangraphs. He's got two options. Okay. So that makes him a yeah. very nice option of, hey, look. Maybe right now you we, you don't right. need him. Other guys are having better success. Corey Kluber goes down. There you okay. go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a nice piece to have. It, it really is. And you know what? I think that in, we can look at the ERA and it was really porous for sure, but you still look at what Yarbrough does well, the weak content mm, elite uh, yeah the weak contact the the average exit velocity the, the chase rate the walk rate all that stuff is very very good what was an issue for Yarbrough was the cutter and hanging that cutter particularly to righties and mm-hmm. look if they're if they're if, if he's facing the red sox ever again just don't throw that thing yeah it, it was his most used pitch this past season and it was his worst pitch so something has to change with the deploying of that like Michael Walker uh-huh. did towards the tail end of the year. And I don't know how 
or what the Rays can do about that if it's just scrapping it entirely or really tapering back or just using it to certain hitters. But that thing was just, I mean, it got hit hard, relentlessly, and it just would hang in the middle of the zone, like right into the bat path of of so many right-handed hitters. And his velocity has decreased since his major league debut. Yeah. Uh, consistently. So obviously there are question marks, but the, you know what? There's no question mark about it is that he can definitely yeah. stay healthy. He, mm-hmm. he has, he has been yeah. reliable. So if you want a guy that can give you those innings, because again, right. You need a number five starter. Like yeah. every team is going to have a number five starter. They, somebody also has to cover innings. I know everybody just wants to have, you know, David price of 2014 yeah. or 2013 all the time. One, two, one right. through five. You're not going to have that. You're going to need a guy who just steps yeah. onto the mound like Waka did in 2021. Mm-hmm. Yarbrough could be that guy for 2022. Look what Andrew Heaney got paid. Look at what Eduardo Rodriguez got paid. Look at what Steven Matz got Valuable. paid. What, look at what now Noah Syndergaard's a different story, of course, because it's more of he, he brings the firepower. But got like look at Andrew Heaney's numbers and say, how did that guy get $8.5 million? Well, and they're doing thing, that by half yeah. by Yarbrough. Yeah. And the other thing, too, with Yarbrough is uh, maybe there comes a point where the Rays say we have enough starting pitchers. All our guys are healthy. The young guys are they're killing it They're mm-hmm. Hey, we just don't have a spot for Yarbrough. How about lefty reliever? Yeah. Couple ending reliever. Look, and, and here's the other thing. We talk about question marks. We don't necessarily know what we're going to get from Jalen Beeks this year. There you we go. don't know what we're going to get from Colin Pochet. This Johnny Chirinos. Yeah. So. It's so it's good to keep him around. I think Brendan McKay is not helping you out this year. You're 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 gonna need healthy guys because there are many that are coming back mm-hmm. from the 60 day IL having that as an option. And again, you don't have to keep them in the major league roster either all right. the time. Yeah. He's got options. You can put him down in triple A if, if things are if everybody else is succeeding and you don't need Ryan Yarbrough, you can stash him. I want to see the Rays call up and send down Ryan Yarbrough as many times as they did with Lewis Head. <laughs> Break that record. Who cares about how many different guys get saved? Let's see how many guys have to take plane rides from Durham to you know, St. Pete or Durham to oh, pick a major league city. Does Lewis Head have the, the major league record for that? That'd be nice That'd to be know. That'd be a great question. Because if he does, he might forever hold that record because maybe that's one of the things that we could see from the CBA. Mm, Lockout is no, no more Lewis Head yeah. shenanigans. You can't just do this to guys livelihoods and families you can't do that now what i will say i I have it on good accord that uh lewis head when he would take those plane rides he would take advantage of direct tv stream he would take advantage of direct tv stream because it's a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without all the hassle direct tv stream brings your live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part of it all, there is no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. That is DirecTV Stream. You can learn more about that at directtv.com. Again, directtv.com to check out DirecTV Stream. Okay, Ulysses, so something that I think maybe the most shocking news about the tender contracts was the fact that uh, the Rays didn't tender G-Man Choi. They didn't non-tender G-Man Choi, but they instead agreed to a one-year 
$3.2 million deal with Choi for next season. Uh, what is your take on this move? I will never say G-Man Choi might be traded. I uh-huh. will never say G-Man Choi will not. I, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I'm done okay. speculating with G-Man Choi in the Rays. I, I now foresee G-Man Choi being a 40-year-old and still playing with the Rays, uh, you know, throwing a knuckleball as a right-hander pitcher. Yeah. Closing games. Like, that's it. I'm done. Because we have said it for three seasons mm-hmm. back-to-back. Oh, he might be traded. Oh, he, he's probably going to be traded. Oh, he will definitely not get tendered. And the Rays just keep bringing him back. So I'm done. I'm done saying that he's off this team. And I think everybody in Rays Nation should also stop saying that. And uh, I'm throwing that back at you. Let's stop saying that Cho- G-Man Choi is not going to be with the race because uh, he survived once again. Uh, I, I like what you're saying, but I do think that G-Man Choi oh is going to be traded this upcoming year. I don't know if it's going to be before opening day or no way. a Willie Adamas type thing. Here's my take. Here's my theory on this. Okay. okay. Uh, the Rays, G-Man Choi is like a backup He's insurance if the Rays can't find or can't agree to a deal with a right-handed power bat, with a right-handed bat-first guy that Eric Neander has talked about in press conferences, that that is what the Rays are going after. Is it Nelson Cruz? Is it Tommy Pham? Is it a guy like that? If the Rays sign a player like that, then I think they can move off of and trade G-Man Choi. Because if you're going to invest that much money into Nelson Cruz again or Tommy Pham or somebody like that, I mean, of course, it's not going to be Chris Bryant, but a guy that brings some cachet and panache to uh, to the right side, then they can get rid of G-Man Choi. And maybe, maybe, okay, you know, we, yeah, we, we, we got rid of the, the lefty first baseman. Let's sign Mike Ford to a minor league deal with an invite to spring training. I think that's what their idea is. If they can lock up a right-handed power bat and then trade G-Man Choi. Not saying they're going to get a lot for G-Man Choi, but they can move off of him in one shape, form, or another. Uh, Look, I think G-Man Choi is serviceable if you use him correctly. Like we said in his player review, he will mash righties. He will mash them. Yeah. Um, So my question to you is, if if you're putting G-Man Choi on the trade block because mm-hmm. the race sign a Nelson Cruz or a, a right-handed right. power bat. What happens to that left side of the platoon at first base? Is it like we have said, Austin Meadows, Brendan Lau, or what happens there? Because yeah. I really don't see, even though he's serviceable, I don't see the race putting Yandy Diaz for 162 games. Maybe it is the Brandon Lau thing. Maybe it is the Austin Meadows theory. Again, that, that's why you sign a, a lefty bat off the scrap. But maybe maybe you go out and, and get a Colin Moran type. But but my point is if you have if you go out and sign this big name quote unquote right-handed hitter, you're you're not signing him just to face lefties. In, in that case you might as well have just kept Jordan Luplo. So then Mike why Grosso. would you why why if you sign Nelson Cruz, why don't you want to keep Jimon Choi uh because there's not enough room. You you got to find a spot for Vidal Bruhan and Taylor Walls and Josh Lowe. Yeah, but I mean, then if you're keeping Kiermaier around too, like who's the next guy that goes then? Is it a pitcher? I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. But I, I'm looking at the well. That's the thing. Maybe I Brett think, Phillips is he? Who who's the next man on the chopping block? I guess. Honestly, I think a pitcher. You know why? Because I don't think the the, the owners or the CBA this whole lockout thing 
is very friendly towards what the Rays have been inside. So th- there might be a maximum pitchers allowed in the roster now. Mm-hmm. And so then, then I, I would say that. But I, I really don't see if you bring a Nelson Cruz, I don't think you get rid of your position players. And I know we've said you got to get uh, Taylor Walls is going to get playing time now. Yeah. Taylor Walls, that Wendell trade was what was Walls. Right. So now you're right. You need time for Josh Lowe and you need time for Vidal Bruhan. That could come yeah. from the KK trade uh, in, in the middle of the season or a Manny Margot trade, Brett Phillips trade before yeah. the season begins. I don't see why getting Nelson Cruz would determine G-Man Choice fate. And again, Nelson Cruz and Nelson Cruz. Talk. Because you would face because Nelson Cruz is still good against righties. And sure. you're if you're if you're throwing $10 million, $12 million at a guy like that, you're not platooning him. No, no, you're not. And, but if and, he's just a DH guy, if he's just a DH okay, guy, that's fair. Then you still need a first baseman against righties, and that would be G-Man Choi. You um, unless that DH, there, this is the thing. Unless that DH can play first base, okay, then I agree with you. But if it's just a guy who's just going to be DHing, I don't see why that would mean the end of G-Man Choi. Interesting. Yeah. So. And honestly, the more I thought about this, I kind of, again, I, I was on record that I thought that G-Man Choi was going to get non-tendered. And we both were, yeah. But, like, I just, I'm trying to get the Rays' perspective on this because, and I have nothing against G-Man Choi. It's just he's a part-time player that gets hurt a lot. Now, he does bring a lot to the clubhouse, and he is a fan favorite, yeah. and I understand all of that. But if you're not willing to pay Joey Wendell $4 million, then why are you willing to pay G-Man Choi $3.2 million? Well, because I think you're ready for walls. Okay. You're, you're not ready. Who's, who's after G-Man Choi? You said it. Mike Ford? Like, nah. Who, care, who cares? Like, who's behind G-Man Choi? Nobody's really right. pushing him out. There's no, not even Nate Lowe pushed him out. Yeah. Although he probably should have. Maybe. Uh, but, but walls pushed out Wendell. And again, Wendell's was at his highest asset value. G-Man, it really isn't, has, has a high asset value, yeah. so why would you trade him? No, I, I think they're going to keep him. And I'm, I'm done yeah. guessing what the Rays are doing with G-Man Choi, honestly, uh, because we've gotten it yeah. right now, uh, gotten it wrong three, to- three off-seasons in a row. So th- they're, they're not trading for Matt Olson. They're not going to sign Freddie Freeman or Anthony Rizzo? No. Or add Brad Miller? That's I not going to happen? When I say this franchise is going to spend a little bit more money, I think people should know that I mean from a 65 to 70 million payroll to maybe yeah. 80 million, which by the way, I think they're at 83 right now, 82, uh-huh. which is pretty nice uh, that we've never had that. So hopefully it stays like that at 82 mil. Here, here's what the Rays could do. They could trade G-Man Choi for the Pirates and in return, they get Yoshi Satsugo. Oh, Let's boy. give Yoshi another shot. Honestly, I would not be surprised if Yoshi has a better year with the Pirates than G-Man Choi does with the Rays. That's a good Locked On Rays prop bet for, 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 for Locked On Rays Nation. Okay, put I'll, I'll put it down on the table. Let's put, that, put, let's put it down on Twitter. Okay. Who do you think will have a more productive year? Yoshi Satsugo or G-Man Choi? That's coming yeah. up today on Twitter. But you know what? I'm excited about too. Built bars. Oh my God. Built bars, man. You know why? Because I, I, I don't know. Are you friends with Santa, Kevin? Uh, on occasion, it depends what I get year in, year out. I wasn't too happy last year. So. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, you can tell Santa to yeah. throw a few built bars in those. I, th- I think his today. budget was cut last year. Ah, there the it pandemic, is. That didn't help. That didn't help. Well, you know what? Th- that's not going to be the case this year. Okay. Santa can give you some uh, this year because there's a, there's a promo code. 
it's locked 15. So when you go to builds.com in the North Pole and, you, and you're trying to see, okay, who's been good, who's been naughty this year? Well, you can get those good people some built bars and you can do it too. Again, built.com. You pick all your flavors. There's so many flavors. You can dip them in hot cocoa. It's the right time of year to do that. Remember, there's a promo code locked 15 and you get all of these delicious, healthy, chocolatey bars at your disposal. So again, built bars are at built.com and you use promo code locked 15. Get them today. Uh, just a couple more comments on the G-Man Choi thing. We put it out on Twitter. Will first baseman G-Man Choi be on the Rays roster in 2022, or will he be traded beforehand? 58% of the voting populace out there say yes, he'll be on the team. 29% say no, he'll be traded. And 13% are unsure. Uh, Caleb L29 says, barring a wacky Olsen trade, I don't see why not. Uh, and then Jake Stokes says, I feel like he would have been non-tendered if he wasn't going to be on the team. Can't imagine what his trade value would be versus the fan slash clubhouse backlash if he were. Who traded. said that? Who uh, said Jake Stokes. Jake. Yeah, I agree with Jake right there. I mean. Here's my idea. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This Choi hate is not going to lead you anywhere. <laughs> I don't hate G-Man Choi. I just don't think... I think in the open market, sure, he, he could get you know $3.2 million. I just don't see – it just seems so backwards from my perspective. Of, you know why? I've yeah. cracked it. I've cracked it. T-shirt sales? Well, maybe. International uh, viewership? Yeah, maybe. MLB TV subscriptions yeah. in Korea? Maybe. No, look, honestly, man, I think we're just looking at the spreadsheet right now. We're too spreadsheet we're happy. We're too spreadsheet happy right now with G-Man Choi. Maybe we always have – look – he looks like he really energizes that that team, That's that true. clubhouse. And again, with our special guest, we talked about what this means in the clubhouse. Some things you're you're not going to find a stat. There is no WRC plus for good camaraderie, but it counts. It counts. Yeah. A, a good ethics, good work ethic, good being a, a, a good teammate. I mean, we all have jobs. So are, are you not, you know just in a bad mood when that coworker just keeps talking and, and, and is arrogant and all that, mm -hmm. of course. But what about that other one that cracks jokes, that keeps everybody happy, that, 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 that is a team worker? Like, you like those people. Right. That's nice. So we don't have the stats for that. Jiman Choi is that guy. I think we need to throw out all the numbers. Again, he is very serviceable as a platoon guy. But just like in the Hall of Fame voting where we say, why is it always the integrity clause putting as a negative instead of as a positive, mm -hmm. I think we have to look at it the same way. If guys get traded for being clubhouse cancers, maybe sometimes when the numbers are just so-so and there's a clubhouse enthusiasm positive attached to them, then yeah, yeah. They, they get to stay. That's a very astute point. I don't disagree. Now, I will say this. G-Man Choi can't be in a raised uniform in the next five years. He, 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 he can't sign a free agent contract with the race. Like he's, he's not, how much longer is he going to be? Like the time is going to have to expire at some point. And here's what's going to happen. Okay? He's going to be a knuckleballer throwing right-handed for the Rays in 2025. Is, is G-Man choice secretly the Rays right-handed power bat? He's going to go switch hitting. <laughs> Is that the move that he's, he's going to go after? He's tried it. Yeah. He's tried it. I don't know, That's man. part of the fun. Yeah. That's part of the allure of Jimmy. I get it. But maybe, maybe if the 
pitching experiment with Brendan McKay continues to blow up in the Rays' face, mm-hmm. maybe just have him be a hitter. Just work on the one thing. Be a first base DH lefty masher. There you or go. be a lefty that you know mashes righties and, and can be productive because he I, I'm you, you talk about you're you're tired of uh you're you're not gonna talk about G Man Choi leaving the team anymore. I'm tired of talking about Brendan McKay being a two-way player. I, I think that that ship has sailed. That that's over with. And then in fact, the Rays are kind of doing the opposite of what I suggest. They're continuing to roll him out there as a pitcher, and he's not going to be hitting whatsoever. But I think another arm injury, another setback. Like at what point do you say, okay, we we know you hit at Louisville. You know we know you have the skills, but just being able to focus on one. Like it's, I mean, he has never actually hit in the minor leagues, though. Like he has never yeah. actually hit. He was successful, more than successful on the mound, but the hitting tool never really trans- translated from college ball to the minor leagues like ever. Yeah. So then it would be a two to three year program starting today right? saying, just focus on this. And like you said, the race still want the, the arm for the mound rather than the bat. Yeah. And, and that should tell us that, you know, if he doesn't put it together this year, I think we can just we might we might see more yeah. pitches being thrown by Brent Honeywell in 2021 with the race than ever again by Brendan McKay. It's it's possible. I, I think that uh, this idea that I had not too long ago that you know the Rays are going to try to foster more two way players it just is not realistic. There's no. there's two guys. There's Babe Ruth and Shohei Otani. And Shohei Otani was better. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's, it's just too taxing physically and mentally. The game is too hard. It's you, too you, tough, you can, man. You can do it in college. You can do it in high school. Yeah, sure. You maybe get away with it in the minor leagues a little bit, do a little Jake Cornworth action of, yeah. okay, I'm going to be a full-time hitter, and then you know throw seven innings in the mind to try to That's manage tough. the workload and go back and forth between both of them. It's just not – It's And I know Lorenzen is out there too. Yeah, but that's, like, a very, that's not – Yeah, there, it's Otani. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so – uh, one last thing here. We did get a uh, fun little comment here from one of our dedicated listeners, Brian Stark. He says, uh, has anyone else noticed that three-fifths of the Red Sox rotation next year are X-rays? Nate Eovaldi, Rich Hill, Michael Walker, not to mention Ronaldo Hernandez and Christian Arroyo. I petition to change the Boston Red Sox name to the Boston Retreads. How about that? <laughs> That's a good comment. Uh, you know what? I think this is a segment of its own. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll just say this so we can kind of preview a, a segment maybe for, for Friday's yeah. episode on this. I know people detest maybe more the Yankees and the Red Sox historically if you're a race fan. Mm-hmm. I think that's about to change. Watch out for the Red Sox. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I'll, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. it in another second, but watch out for the Red Sox. Don't care so much about the Yankees right now. I, I'll, I'll just say this. Um, the Red Sox just got smarter, and they showed it yeah. in 2021. They did with Hunter Renfro, with Kike Hernandez. Garrett Whitlock and Kike Hernandez. Like I imagine that they're, they're, on the surface, it's like, what the hell are the Red Sox doing signing James Paxton, Michael Waka, and 42-year-old Rich Hill? And then you're going to find out. And trading for Jackie Bradley Jr., uh, again. who had maybe the worst year of any you know, everyday position player last year. And, and all those guys will probably wind up being 
okay or, or much better than expected. The Red Sox Next got year. smarter. Heim Bloom. There you it's go. It's all about Heim Bloom. Yeah, we'll have to discuss that uh, at a later date for sure. Also, I don't think the Yankees – Evan Klosky joked about you know them – them being in the bargain bin and not really going after anybody yet. Just wait till once the new CBA is agreed upon. Yeah. Watch out. Yeah. They yeah, are going to the be same old unloading thing. the brinks. That's the same old Yankee philosophy. Yeah. They're, that's it's why just throw money at the problem. Throw money at the problem and see if we can get 90 wins out of it. Exactly. The yeah. Red Sox are, uh, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shut up now. Okay. Fair enough. And then leave it for for the next uh, on Friday's episode. Uh, one last thing, uh, you mentioned the who will a good prop bet idea. Who will have a better season, Yoshi Satsugo or G Man Choi? Have you ever come to an agreement or a consensus or uh, figured out which way you're leaning on my Marlins Mets prop bet that the Marlins will finish with as good or a better record? Than the Mets in 2022? Yeah, I think I have to mean. I got. I mean, yeah, I think I'm, I would lean Mets rather than okay. Marlins. Yeah. All right, that might be our first one that we're going to have to put in ink there. Okay, because I think the Marlins are going to have a better record. That I am. That's fine. Sure of it. I. I mean, I'm getting cigars this year. You are. I'm hopeful that you actually win this one. Okay. I just I can't put green skittles in something I I don't see happening. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. All right. Uh, thank you for making the Lockdown Rays podcast your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on Bets podcast. That is free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. And we have a very, very special guest planned for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So stay tuned for that. And we will, I assume, be back on Friday. Have a good one, everybody.